This, 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 we are gathered here today for the Fight Disciples UFC and Boxing Talk. Welcome to podcast episode 267. We are the Fight Disciples. This is dedicated to the world of boxing. If it's the first time you've ever come across us, you can get us on iTunes. All you've got to do is search Fight Disciples. Or if you're not on iTunes and you need an Android feed, you're more than welcome to go to our website, fightdisciples.com. Everything's on there. Google Play, Spotify, you name it. We've got it. Get on there and subscribe to this nonsense that we churn out on a week-by-week basis. Um, as I said, this one is dedicated to the world of boxing, and there's quite a lot of boxing going on over the weekend. We're starting with Broner, or Bonehead, as I like to call him. As we predicted on last week's show, listen, low um, shot output, not the greatest footwork, and full of shit. Mm-hmm. And he played right up to it on uh, Saturday night, didn't he? Absolutely. And uh, it was nice that a few of the fight disciples reached out going, man, you guys fucking called it. Of course we called it. Broner does it for every fight. He does this every time he gets into a big fight. He uh, he just sees the fight through. He just tries to... Well, he, he doesn't even try and win rounds. I think in his heart of hearts, he knows he doesn't win the rounds. He knows he's on the back foot. But he has this one... He might land one shot. It might be a jab. might be a little cross. Mm. And he'll step back and admire it as if to go like... Boom, there you go. I've won the round. Rona's in the house, baby. And you're like, you've just been fucked for three and a half minutes and you've caught Manny with a little cuffy left hook at the end of the round mm. when he's surging forward to land his 12th combination in a row. Mm. And you think you can win a fight like that? Guy's absolutely fucking delusional. Talk about delusional. Did you see that uh, post-fight interview? Genuinely. Do you want to play it out? Yeah, man, play it out. Let's do it. All right, then. I'll play it out. Well, when I say play it out, obviously, for copyright, we can't actually play it because it's yeah. Showtime's uh, stuff, so we'll make our own up. Uh, but if you missed any of it, this is basically how it went. Yeah. So, um, Adrian, talk me through the fight. Go! <laughs> Motherfucker! I'll beat that little Filipino ass! I'll beat that little boy! What's everybody talking about, man? Eh? Um, yeah, but Adrian, um, you, you landed eight shots... Uh, the most amount of shots that you landed in a round was uh, was uh, was eight shots. Yeah, but there were eight good shots right down the pipe. I took his fucking head off, man. How many times did he hit me? 258 times, Adrian. You've landed 50 in the whole fight. Your last seven fights, you're three, three, and one. I'll be seven and oh against you, motherfucker. <laughs> no, yeah. Seven and oh. Hello. Seven and oh. See him afterwards, very come. Look at my face. Look at my face. Do I look like I lost the fight? Look at my face. Like, fucking come on. Do you know what? One thing, that, that's how you should score it. You should, you should at the end of the fight, <laughs> look stand at people's in faces. front of the judges and look who's more fucked up. <laughs> look at my face. <laughs> I'm as pretty as they come. I came out with some Gucci sunglasses, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm wearing these because I can. I ain't wearing these because I'm fucked up. <laughs> what you talking about, Willis? <laughs> Fuck me. Adrian, stop it, man. He's hood, man. He, He's I'm hood. doing this for the hood. The hood is just fucking gone. They're all going, who the fuck is this guy? He did get abandoned by the hood big style, didn't he? Of course he? they did. The hood did win, though. Broner did win. What are you talking about? Wait, Broner won, son. What do you mean, Broner won? Broner won. The hood won. Because you know what happened? Go on. Down at Manny Pacquiao's house in LA, in Los Angeles. Go ahead. While the fight was happening. Turned over. Bageled. Fleeced. Seriously? Honest to God, yeah. The hood won, man! 
motherfucker. The hard one. Yoda. Broda was never going to win that fight. He never wanted to. His job as being head of the hood was to go 12 rounds. Keep Manny busy for 12 rounds. We're going to fleece this motherfucker's house, bitch. They stripped his house. The hood went through Manny's house in LA. Honestly, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, Manny got burgled. Broner's job was to keep Manny busy for 36 minutes. Ah, <laughs> y'all looking over here? We gone in the back door. <laughs> Brilliant. Who's laughing now, motherfuckers? Get on, get on Broner's social media this week. Watch him walking around with a Manny Pacquiao suit on. <laughs> Manny, Manny's watch on and shit. What up? Look at my belt. Manny Pacquiao belt. I'm an eight-time world champion. <laughs> the hood one, motherfucker. Oh, my days. Brilliant. Yeah. Oh, well. He is fucked up, though, isn't he? Mm. What is he all about? I mean, I think I put it on social media, didn't I? That the geezer's just afraid of becoming a gif. Yeah. I can't get my head around it, right? Because everybody keeps arguing. Not everybody, because everybody's on the same page as us. But there's a lot of people that who defend him would go, well, he's a four-weight world champion. Yeah, but it's a, it, that's all a myth in itself. Because yep. I think he's only ever beaten Pauli Malignaggi, who was the, an existing champion. Everything else was for vacated ch- uh, titles. Now, I'm not throwing shade on that. And I'm not throwing shade on him stepping up and taking these challenges. What I'm throwing shade on is, have a go, mate. Come on, yeah. go out on your shield. Go out on your shield. He's scared stiff for getting knocked out and then him going round the world and everybody yeah. laughing at him. That's where he's at. Yeah, he is. He's, in, he's a right. He's embarrassed. Of, he's, he's terrified of getting embarrassed. So he has to take it like a man. Whereas he can walk away from that fight and talk shite and go, well, you don't know boxing. I won the fight. He didn't win the fight. He didn't come close to win the fight. He didn't fucking win a round. I'll be seven and zero against you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. But that's Broner. Like, we, did we expect anything different? No. Did we fuck? Did we fuck? Mm. How um, did you enjoy uh, Badu Jack's uh, fanny split? Wow. Proper Man, that, that wasn't it? Every time he moved his eyebrows, it got, it kept I talking know. to me. I know. It was horrible. Horrible man. I've seen some bad cuts, but yeah. I've never. I don't know ever seen one like that. Who was it who had that weird Harry Potter cut? Harry Potter, mate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then Stephen Smith had that fucking ear hanging oh, off. Oh my days! That was horrific. Yeah. Uh, Mason Cartwright. Oh had that yeah. Horrible cut. That was like a Harry Potter cut, wasn't it? It just yeah. like cut about six places. Yeah. But that one cut from, me, Mick. Yeah, cut me, I'm Mick. You, that one was just fucking horrible. Yeah. Horrible. After it, you know. To be honest, I was really impressed with Marcus Brown. And, uh, yeah, very, very you know, impressed. I thought he was fucking absolutely brilliant. He kind of beat Badu Jack at his own game and uh, you know, he kept his focus throughout the fight. Whereas, I think he only lost two rounds, mate. Yeah, he I thought he was brilliant. He was outstanding, yeah. But uh, the thing with Badu Jack is with a cut that bad when you're that far behind, behind you know, it, there was no point in a fight where I thought he's going to turn it round now. He's going to fucking come back on top. Yeah. It's like, at what point does the doctor just go, listen, mate? If he punches you in the head again, his fucking fist might end up going through the back of your skull. Like, there's nothing there. There's a hole in your head. And then he had that. Did you see the photo the next day with the fucking stitches literally running right down the front of his head? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, sometimes life imitates art. And I reckon the day Badu Jack sat down and said, you know what my nickname's going to be? The Ripper. Yeah. He never expected it to fucking play out like this. A big old, big rip right down the centre of his mm. forehead. So, um, yeah, man. It's not good. It's, it's going to be interesting good. to see what Marcus Brown does next because there's some killers in that light heavyweight division, yes. isn't there? Yeah, but he's Ma- a player now. He's one of course of he's a player. I still think there's there's bigger killers in the lads from Eastern Europe. Yeah. But 
he's definitely a player. Absolutely. And he uh, in his first real test, in his first step up, he uh, he answered all the questions against a kid that's... He, uh, he's a fucking big, horrible southpaw. Mm. And, you know, what more do you need? What more do you need? Mm. Did you see... Um, Did you see the lights go out, by the way, in the 12th round? Yeah. That was weird, wasn't it? I thought, do you know what I thought? I thought fucking Tyson Fury were coming out as Undertaker. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I thought was going on. <laughs> Dumb shit! Well, oh, he's here! He's here! <laughs> Absolutely. Mm. Uh, did you see um, Roshi, Roshi Warren's outfit? Yeah. The fucking big white hood and the dog collar on and the lead around his neck and he all did, that. He deserved to get his ass kicked he for that, He deserved didn't to get his ass handed to him. Yeah, man. I was impressed with that. Udabali. Yeah. Um, I remember he beat Roshi Warren at the London 2012 Olympics. Yeah, that was what the, this was their second fight. But he's got some backup for the French kid as well. Usually the French kids soft as shite, aren't they? But this kid, <laughs> first world champion for France for 11 years, he's managed by NTK. And then at the end of the fight when he won, he had Roy Jones Jr. Yeah, Roy Jones and Jr. he had Richard man. fucking Schaefer in his corner as well. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, shit, this well, guy comes fully loaded. I'll tell you what, if you're MTK, you're buzzing because on the actual broadcast, Roy Jones Jr. sat there with MTK, MTK T-shirts yeah, on. Yeah, he's there. He's got yeah. the fucking tee on, giving it the big MTK big boys are no joke, mate. There you go. They're fucking taking I, over the game. Island till I die. That's, That's where it is at, isn't it? Yeah. Did you watch any of that stuff on Friday night, by the way? Yes, of course, yeah. Well, Did you? Well, yeah. I thought I'd try and beat you to it to advise you not to watch it because it was boring as fuck. <clears throat> no, I did, well, you did beat me to it, but obviously I wanted to go back and cry over what, what? Jorge Linares. All oh, right, okay. Do you know what I mean? I didn't necessarily want to go back and fucking watch Andrade after your glowing assessment. Yeah. Um, but I also want to watch the Heaney as well. Yeah, I, sp- I said it right. Did you? The Heaney? No. The Henny? The Henny. The Henny. Fuck. Right, fuck. It's I've, I've been told the, the pronunciation TJ is, is like Doherty. Yeah, Doherty, Doherty, TJ Doherty. There you go. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, this will be on to us now. She, she keeps sending it. us videos going. We used to fucking pronounce his yeah. name correctly. <laughs> uh, I don't want to talk about Andrade. Obviously, it cost me money too, as people pointed out. Me bet last week. Me first boxing bet of the year. William Hill. Mate, I got a minute. I got a referee minute. fucking stopped that Listen. fight when he shouldn't have stopped the fight. I, I was pissing myself. Shouldn't have been stopped. It yeah. was a fucking points win for yeah. Andre. Listen, it's the worst. Ching. It's the worst stoppage I've ever seen. Disgusting. But he obviously listened to the fight disciples and he knew that I called a stoppage. Yeah. <laughs> so he's jumped on it and yeah. gone. Need to help him out. He's got a few wrong recently. Let's get it. Let's give him a lift. It, it was a shocking stoppage, and uh, I was a bit pissed off. Luckily. Uh, UFC saved me with me. Oh, massively saved you. But we'll, we'll talk about that. We'll get that on the on other show, show, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Regarding Andred, right? I don't know where I'm at with him in this in this division because I know Akovov's awkward. Billy Joe fought, fought against him, and it, that was a dull, boring piece of shit as well. Mm-hmm. And this was dull and boring. I just thought to myself, having spent a little bit of time with Terence Crawford last week, he goes for a finish, even yeah. when the, he could comfortably cost, and Andred was comfortably costing. Yeah. And he looked all right. He was doing a decent job on him. Terence Crawford would look for that finish and he'd step it up at some point. He'd put his foot down on the gas and he'd go, right, I've had enough of this fucker. Yeah. He's going now. Andre just doesn't do that. No. So when I look when I look around at the other guys that are in that division, where does he start? I mean, maybe the level of opponent, he'd up his game and with him being really good on that back foot, I think, you know, he, he might be able... Can you imagine him and Billy Joe Saunders fighting? Because that's rumoured to be next. Yeah. Both from back foot fighters. I just think to myself... I think it'll be dull as dishwater if I'm honest, mate. Yeah, yeah, could well be. It's funny. He's Both a, of them need someone to come at him. He's the WBO champion, and yet, you know, he's probably fring, He's probably just inside the top ten, in my opinion. There's mm. so many more better guys than Andrade. 
once again, that was just another flat performance. He just doesn't just doesn't really impress me, mm. to be honest with you. He just, as you say, he hasn't got that. He hasn't got that lethal streak running through him, like has he? He hasn't got that will to entertain. And listen, it's it's sometimes it takes dance partners as well. And you're right, last week, you know, this this kid just comes to survive, like he did against Billy Joe, and he showed no real ambition out of no. in the fight. He just wanted to get through the fight. Ultimately, he probably did deserve to get through the fight, but then, you know, upwards and onwards for Andre. But you're right, I don't think he's the man in this weight division, and I think Billy Joe Saunders should be champing at the bit to get his old belt back. Mm. Well, there's rumours that the WBO are going to call it next, Billy Joe Saunders versus Andre. Well, no, uh, looks shot a bit, doesn't he? Th- th- hang on a minute, right, on that, it's not like he's not done this before. Linares. No, no, that was a long time ago, though. Yeah, but again, he, he, he does it against Mexicans that nobody's really ever heard of, and it, yeah, of course it's a surprise. You wake up in the morning, you turn it on, you, you see Linares has been smoked by a kid that nobody's ever heard of in the yeah. round. But he's done it before. When you say shots a bits, I don't know, mate. I don't know. I think personally, think he could move back down in weight and mm. and, and be competitive. Uh, at one three five rather than one forty. But you're, t- you're talking ten years ago when he got smoked in Japan. Yeah. By Silgado. That mm. was ten years ago. Since then, you know, he's fucking He's been immense. He has been unreal, you know, certainly in the last few years he's been absolutely unbelievable. The thing with Linares is, you know, we were all buzzing with Linares because he broke the trend of the Nomaschenko. He didn't quit against Lomachenko. He fucking And he put him down. He went out on his shield. Do you know what I mean? He fought he put he dropped Lomachenko, went out on his shield in the tenth round. It was an amazing fight. And then steps but, up in weight. But then but then now just start looking back on that and you start thinking, is there a reason why people quit against Lomachenko? Does he beat does he beat the fucking fight out of people? Mm. And will Linares ever be the same after what Lomachenko mm. did to him? Listen, I also don't forget about the fact that he ran out in the centre of the ring and Cano pretty much caught him with the first shot. Mm. That that can happen to anybody. You, do, you don't expect it to happen to someone as experienced as Linares, but it can happen to anybody. What I didn't expect is Linares, with all the experience that he's got, is to get to, caught by Cano in his 50th pro fight and try and gun show his way out of it. I, I, I don't know if it was on a commentary, but they were like, the round's gone now. You've lost the round. You've been dropped early. Survive. Just fucking hold. Get on your back foot, clear head. And instead, Lenana's planting his feet and trying to throw big right hands. And the kids caught him then with a the left hook. And you're thinking, man, you've had 50 fights. You've been at the top of the tree. You've been at one time called one of the best pound for pound. Yeah, yeah. And you're trying to slug it out with a Mexican kid. No one's heard of but can punch in a weight division above your own in the first round. It's like, what the fuck? Let the kid blow himself out. But, you know, maybe that's part of the reason why we love Lenares, but... It's a hard road back now because there isn't a super lightweight or even a lightweight on the planet that isn't, you know, picking the phone up wanting to fight Jorge Linares today. Mm. Um, I'm starting to love um, Canelo again. Having called him a dirty cheat for the last two years, yeah. um, I'm starting to love him again mainly because he, he just drops his fights on Instagram. He don't give a fuck about anybody else. He just decides, you know what I mean? I'm in charge of my own shit. Boom, there you go. We're going to have it. And the fight that he has opted for this time round Real danger for him. When you look at all the potential opponents that are out there, Danny Jacobs is serious Yeah. when it comes to problems that can be caused to Canelo. You look at when he fought Erisandi Lara, a fight that I personally thought he lost. Erisandi Lara's lateral movement, outstanding. Floyd obviously mugged him off with fantastic movement. I think Danny Jacobs has got the movement to cause him some serious bother. I think Canelo will still win the fight because the scorecards are already in. 
Um, but I think uh, that Danny Jacobs will definitely, definitely give him a real, real go over mm. over twelve rounds, mate. It'll be it'll be nip and tuck. Yeah, I think that's obviously based on his performance against Triple G. You know, that nice fucking... Danny Jacobs was absolutely immense. And it was a close fight, a really close fight. So I think it, having that assessment's fair enough. Um, obviously, can I, they've put a rehydration clause in there as well, haven't they? Yeah. Team Canelo. So um, I think it's 170 after weigh 170 the morning of the fight the day after. So uh, they obviously fear that Jacobs is going to be naturally bigger um, <clears throat> and blow himself up, but... It's a fucking brilliant fight, and you know what? For all the shit, Canelo... Listen, I still stand by the fact Canelo shouldn't even be in a fucking boxing ring until he has a proper suspension. But it is what it is. It's corrupt as fuck. Let's just crack on with it. And um, this is probably the toughest opponent out there for him. I think this is... I think you're right. I think this is tougher than Triple G3. Yeah, 100%. I really do. It's more of a risk than Triple G3, but, you know, this is what Canelo... He's at that period in his life, isn't he, Canelo, now? He's at that... This is, this is the legacy stage now. Yeah, of isn't course, it? man. This is the legacy stage. Thing is, so. though, thing is though, Jacob's gonna have to knock him out to win. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, everyone does against Canelo. Yeah, exactly. Because the cards are already in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, the cards are done. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Jacob's lost by eight rounds. That's it. Bird's already put hers in. Yeah, exactly. One sixteen, yeah. one twelve, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Great fight though. Mm-hmm. Uh, Single the Mayo weekend, fourth of May. That's happening. Canelo versus Danny Jacobs to unify the middleweight division. Uh, speaking of other stuff that's going on in the world of boxing, you will have seen that the WBC have decided now to mandate Wilder versus Fury 2. They make this shit up as they go along, these lads. Let me just paint a picture. The WBC have a champion in Deontay Wilder. We know that, yeah? The number one in that division, who's supposed to be his next challenger, his mandatory, is, D- is Dillian White. Nah, not bothered about him. Let's go to the number two, Dominic Brazil. He is allegedly the mandatory challenger, even though they've never actually called the fight. They've decided now to overlook number one, number two, and go back to the rematch that we just experienced in December. Now, as fans, we're sat here going, I'm all right with you, actually, <laughs> because that's the fight that we want to see. We want to see yeah. Wilder uh, Fury 2, no question about it. But they're making their own rules up as they go along to actually order the fight and send it to purse bids if either uh, either side can't agree in a, in a lot of period of time. February 5th, will be a purse day, uh, day. And they've decided to change the purse splits. Rather for, rather it be 70-30, they've thought to themselves, Fury did really well in that first fight. I'll tell you <laughs> yeah. what, we'll give him a decent cut. 60-40 to the champ. There you go, lads. Crack on. Yeah. Listen, I'm all, I'm all for the governing bodies changing rules and moving the goalposts. What, when, when, it's, it, suits when it suits us? When it suits fans. <laughs> when it suits us and makes us happy, I'm all we're, for it. We're on here giving them shit left, right and centre all year round. But when it suits us, yeah. sound, lads. It's fucking sound, yeah. Fuck them off. Get exactly. that fight on. So I'm, I'm gutted for Dillian White. I'm obviously, I couldn't give a fuck about Dominic Brazil. He's never winning the world title anyway. But uh, to see the fact that Fiore and Deontay Wilder are going to go at it again. That makes me happy, man, because the first fight was Yeah, it was outstanding. Leaves AJ out in the cold, though, mate, because off the back of this, I know full well, right? Eddie has offered Fury the fight. Yeah. He's offered Wilder the fight. This is for April 13th at Wembley, Mm -hmm. which still isn't cancelled, but it is. And uh, Dillian White, the fight. Now, I've had loads of different arguments on social media regarding the splits of this fight. First of all, take Dillian White out of that, Mm -hmm. because Dillian White, for me when it comes to a split, isn't on the same negotiation as the other, level as the, three. as the other two. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. if he's been offered a flat fee of five million quid, say, yeah. which I know he hasn't, it's less than the uh, Derek Chisora money, but if he was to be offered five million and then AJ takes the rest of it, mm-hmm. I think he'd be stupid not to take it. Yeah. Or even if he's offered two or three million, I think he'd be stupid not to take it. However, he is, from his point of view, number one WBO, 
and number one WBC. At some point, he's going to be mandated to be a challenger yeah. and therefore he'll get a better purse split. I think WBO 70-30. I think that's the split on that. So he will get a better purse split if he waits. Mm-hmm. All right? So that's his. That's him done. The other two are well worth 60-40. Yeah, yeah. Well worth 60-40. So I don't know why we've been going around the fucking houses. This, for me, is a little bit of an error from Eddie and Team AJ. One, they announced the date for Wembley when they shouldn't have done that. Stupid. Absolutely daft. Yeah. If they'd have kept the gob shut, yeah. Right, we'll fight Povetkin and then we'll assess what we're doing in 2019. And if they're coming to us now saying we're going to go and fight Miller in New York, nobody's going to mourn. Right, mm-hmm. that's the next step. He's going to go and build his thing over in America. Of course, we want to see him in with a better level of opposition than Miller, but you're not going to argue with it, right? Yeah. It's because they've announced April 13th. That's yeah. where we're at at this moment in time. Then, all this back and forth, who's worth what? We've offered him this. We've made this type of offer. you fucked about. You should have just gone, right, we know he's the A-side because of all the bums that he puts on here and he's got more belts at this moment in time. That's just facts. We'll give you 60-40 split on whatever we make. Mm-hmm. If they'd have just done that, Wilder would have signed the fight, mate. Yeah. He'd have done the fight and Fury wouldn't be in this conversation. They waited, they gambled, it hasn't paid off. Now, it's a case of with the WBC mandating this fight between Wilder and Fury, they're all going, oh shit, fuck, uh, we're going to have to make him an offer. Right, give him 60-40. Why didn't you just do that originally? Why didn't you just do that originally? AJ's now been left in the cold for at least the next six months yep. whilst these two play this out. Mm-hmm. In fact, even longer because the, the rumour is that this is the back end of May, sorry, the back end of April, May, May. Mm-hmm. For, for the Wilder Fury one. Yeah, They're not going to fight again until September, October. Yeah, So you're looking at 10 months without having a proper knock for AJ. Yeah. 10 months. Maybe even longer. They might not even do it this year. And if it's a controversial close decision... They're going again. They'll go a triple fight. It, hang on. If Fury wins, they're going again. Yeah, yeah. Because there'll be a rematch clause in there again. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I'm sick of talking about it. They fucked up. <laughs> Is that it? They fucked that, up. That's all you're going to offer me. And you know what? There's one word. Why? Greed. Absolutely. So fuck them. Um, AJ Miller, New York, June, I'm told. <laughs> that's what I'm told. That was not me being bored. That was Miller getting slept. Yeah, of course. Big fat... Baby? (laughs) (laughs) Big fat baby. Um, This is going to please Nick now, right? And 100%, he's going to try his very best to pull rank on uh, the attendance of uh, the press conference because, as I told him last week, top rank aren't just coming for one. They're going to bring more. That's what they're going to be bringing. Uh, so they brought Terence Crawford for the Emir Khan press conference in the UK. The fight's happening in the States, but Top Rank wanted to make an impression here. Why? Because they're coming back to fight another uh, British yeah, fighter. baby! The WBA have mandated Lomachenko versus Anthony Crawler. We did, we did say this February was 4th. well before Christmas, yeah, by the way. Of course we did, but they've now mandated it. It's, yeah, the, yeah, it's yeah. now been called. Yeah. Uh, so... They will be having, once it is all sorted and the sides negotiate what they need to negotiate, it'll probably happen at Madison Square Garden in New York City. Therefore, we'll be having another trip out to the States. We go New York, baby. But they will be having a, a, a UK press conference. Yeah. There you go, Loma's, Loma's coming home. He texted me and said he, did was, he? Uh, did he? he was coming back yeah. over. For so. those that have not seen this, go to our YouTube channel. There's a fantastic couple of videos on there. There's one quite serious uh, with me and Loma just chatting about uh, beating Linares with one hand. And then there's one where uh, Nick wanks all over him, basically saying, I haven't seen you for 10 years, Loma. Welcome back to the UK. Oh, fuck. Them stupid videos everyone was doing 10 years ago. Ten, the 10-year challenge. 
Should have put a picture up me and Loma from 10 years ago. And fucking, you know, just before Christmas. That would have been gold. Missed opportunity. There you go. God damn. They didn't have cameras 10 years Funny ago. Funny shit talk about Loma. You... Someone posted a video. I think it was Team Loma posted a video this morning. Have you seen it? And it's like. He's riding a, a horse or something, isn't it? It's like, but the soundtrack is like immense. Just like wonderful Ukrainian pop. Full Ukrainian. Ah, oh, it's beautiful. And then there's, if anyone wants to see it, go on my social media. From, oh, yeah, you will have retweeted it. I retweeted it. it. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah, of course I retweeted yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, of course. But in it, it's Loma as a kid sparring. Three people at once. He's pinned in the corner, and there's three guys unloading shots, and it's just them slipping and rolling and hitting people back. Immense, immense. How much would you pay to be one of them three? Fuck me, fuck me. Anyway, uh, the uh, it's been mandated for February the fourth. All right, where that's we going the with it? Bids. You what? Where are we going with it? What do you mean? Where we're we going with it? It'll be MSG. No, I know, but where where are we going? What do you mean? Well, we've got to nail our flag to a mast somehow, and. Anthony Crawler, yeah, he's a huge fan of the Fight Disciples. He's one of the he is a Fight Disciple. Yeah, he's one of the boys. Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. And I know that Joe Gallagher listens to the show regularly, religiously. Sorry, Joe, it's half and half scarf, mate. That's what we're going to be doing. Half and half. We're going to be donkinging it. We'll walk in with the champ. We'll leave with the champ. That's what we're going to be doing, mate. <laughs> I'm walking in with million dollar me. Oh yeah, he's me boy, aren't yeah. yeah, and you'll be leaving with Lovey <laughs> That's what you'll be doing. <laughs> Dirty shit house. <laughs> um, what do you make of all this chat of Dillian White leaving Matchroom? Well, he's been over there, hasn't he? I've seen a picture with Clarissa Shields. You know, he's been hobnobbing with her. He's not, Clarissa's not managing him. He's going over to go and no, speak no, to yeah, PBC. Yeah. No, but I've seen him He's speaking to Al yeah, Heyman. Yeah. That's what he's doing. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's a good move for him, to be honest with you. I think at the moment, he's been with Eddie a long time. I think Eddie's done well for his career. Um, but I think right now, Dillian, you know, he's been number one contender for the WBC belt since 1984. <laughs> and he still hasn't had the fight for it. So if Al Heyman can make that happen... Because he looks after Deontay. There you go. Then that's the fucking place to go. You go and sign there. Because quite clearly, Eddie Hearn can't make it happen. Dillian White's been a top contender or, for the world title. Or no. he doesn't want to make it happen. Well, he, he could make it happen quite easily and go, here's what you're worth. You're fighting AJ in April. Yeah, I know he could. But he's not doing that. No, he's not. So Dillian it's White. Because it's his second heavyweight. Dillian White should, exactly. He needs to go to Eddie Hearn. And, well, he has. Whether he's had the conversation with Eddie or not, the fact he's flew over to see Al Heyman or Al Heyman's representatives says everything that you need to know. Mm. And I think he should do it. I think he should leave. Because, it's you like, see, hang on. Uh, if you've got a management I, company that, and their job is to make you world champion, their job is to have your interests at heart. Yeah. And he's done everything but, don't get me wrong, pay-per-view, he's made a fortune, he's in great fights, he's a household name in the UK. He's making good though. But fundamentally, he's in this game to become a world champion. And Matchroom, I've not been able to deliver him a world title fight. That's it. So, listen, I ain't beating up on Eddie or Matchroom. I fucking all the guys there at Ace. What Eddie's done for boxing is fantastic. What he's done for AJ mm. is unreal. But Dillian White needs to realise, as you said, he's number two on the priority list in the heavyweights. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like when fucking other heavyweights, it's not like, um, you know, fucking, what's his name? The White Rhino. Dave it's, Allen. Not, it's not like he's ringing Eddie Ayn going, fucking hell, I'm going to leave if I don't get my world title fight. Dave Allen will never leave Eddie Ayn because Dave Allen's fucking... Got this amazing run of being on pay-per-view events when he's very much a domestic level fighter. Dillian White is just, he is number, in my opinion, he's ranked number four below the two world the champions and the potential number one of them all, Tyson Fury. Dillian White is number four. And yet Dillian White, for me, couldn't be anywhere, any further away from a fight with any of them mm. than he has been, than he is right now. Mm. And that hasn't changed in the last two years. So what... Dillian White needs to think what is going to change in the next two years mm. because this isn't changing. 
So what is going to change? If I'm not going to fight AJ now, because clearly I'm not going to fight him because you've offered me less than five million quid, which is less than I got for the Chisora fight. So I ain't, I ain't going to get the fight with AJ. So how do I get the fight with Deontay? Well, I've been number one contender for his belt for the last two years and I still haven't got it. WBC have overlooked me again. Like, meanwhile, he's dancing with Tyson Fury again for the second time, potentially a third time. If what happens, what we all expect to happen, Tyson wins on points properly next time. So that's gone for a year as well. I can't get this over there. Where the fuck do I go? And I think Al Heyman will schmooze him over there and go, listen. Fight Brazil, probably. Fight Brazil, whatever, and you'll go straight in. You're going to go. I guarantee you go straight in after Tyson Fury. Not AJ. You will go straight in if you sign with me. That, that'll be the conversations. Because don't forget, Eddie having to dig the zone money, having AJ, the flagship fighter. He went over to America. He got his Essex cock out. He flopped it on the table and went, boom, this is my town now. And all the American promoters went, fuck you. Exactly. So now, in fact, clearly what Al Heyman's trying to do is freeze AJ out of the picture. Fuck AJ off then. We'll do it over here. We've got the two guys here, Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder, and if I can sign Dillian White, boom, that's AJ Froze now for at least 18 months. Now his legacy really is under threat. Now, at what point does AJ knock on Eddie Ayn's door and go, what the fuck's going on? What the fuck? I need them guys. Do you know what I mean? So I, I get what Al Heyman's doing. Strategic move by him. And I get what Dillian White's doing. He might not even sign with Al Heyman. No, he might. But just going over there and knocking and on the, the door makes Eddie pick the phone up and go, all right, fucking hell, April, you're going to get your 40%. Boom, Dillian's in. Dillian signs a new deal with Matt Schumer, I guarantee it. Do you reckon? If that phone call comes. If it doesn't, I think he signs with Al Heyman. Mm. Oh, by the way, Babby, we're off to, uh, we're off to Vegas. Uh, just a little bit of an update for Kel Brook. I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna be fighting a lad called Jesse. Never heard of him. I, I believe he is a bit of a Jesse, but we're gonna have a bit of a go. I've been putting some extra sugar on them chocolate brownies, and I'm gonna be giving it him. Jesse Vargas in Vegas. All right, yeah, Babs. Happy, happy for Kel. Happy for Kel, mate. He needs to do something, doesn't he? Yeah. Up sticks. Get over to the states. That's where his big error was. When he was champ, that's mm-hmm. where he made the big mistake. Coming back and fucking about in Sheffield. No offence to Sheffield. Love yeah. you to pieces. But when he went over to the States, he made a name for himself uh, and becoming the world champion, he should have stayed there. Yeah. He should have stayed over there, defended his belt over there against the very best that the 147 division had to offer. He didn't do that. Nope. He ended up fighting people like Jojo Dan. Well, he came back and he, uh, he fought that fucking Jojo Dan, Frankie Gavin and that Kevin Bizier, all at Sheffield Arena. They'd be mandatory, mate. I had to fight the mandatory. Eddie said, Eddie said that I had to do it. Terrible. Anyway, Terrible. we're going after Jesse Vargas. He used to be champion, he did the Jesse Vargas, you know. And I'm going to take him on. I'm going to outbox him, jab him, and I'm going to fuck him up. And then I'm going to go after that Amir Kardashian. That's who we're going after next, all right? Oh, Kel, stop saying the word Kardashian, man. Take it out your vocab. Kardashian. Take it out your vocab. You know what he's like? He's always on Instagram, isn't he? Take it out your vocal. Did you notice, by the way, that I've had a babby? Yeah. I've had the babby. Thanks for all well wishes, everybody, on Fight Disciples. Thanks. <laughs> I can't stop doing it. I can't. <laughs> I'm going to have to talk like this. At rest. I was listening to Tyson on the podcast last week, and you sound like you're slipping into Tyson's zone now as well. Mm-hmm. Um, fights this weekend. The welterweight division's back on. Uh, the injury-prone Keith Thurman returns to the ring um, against Jessicito Lopez. A uh, little bit of a tune-up, really. Yeah. We want to see Keith Thurman getting involved in the big, one time. big fights. Listen, I like one time. I like him. I, I like the way he fights. Tremendous. Yes, but he's always fucking injured. Two years he's been out for. 
mm. two years. And meanwhile, you know, he, he went from being the man riding high at the top of the pound for pound rankings, the you know the WBC and the WBA super welterweight champion, to um, you know, it, I, I don't know how you're out for two years and keep hold of your WBA super belt. I've got WBA, no idea how WBA that works, it? but it's WBA. Yeah, obviously WBC belt's gone now. That's moved back over, and it's Sean Porter. Sean, Sean Porter, the man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm just glad to see Thurman back, and I'm expecting a statement this weekend from the Barclays Centre as well, because uh, you know, right, Lopez is a, a bit of a hand-picked opponent, um, and he deserves it. You know, you're out for two years. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't necessarily need to be thrown back in with the Wolves. But I think if Keith Thurman is anything like he was before, you know, if he's got rid of these elbow injuries, hand injuries, back injuries, yeah. knee, all these fucking the, the ailments perfect, that he's had, the perfect thing for me is Winnie and call out Pacquiao. Do you think? To unify that uh, WBA belt. To get rid of fucking that still he won Pacquiao was carrying around and just have one WBA belt. So you've got Pacquiao. To wait, 100%. You see, I'd try and go and get my WBC belt back. He's already beaten Sean Porter. Let's go and do it again, man. I know, but Pacquiao's the big fish, isn't he? Pacquiao sells more than Sean Porter. Pacquiao's the pay-per-view star at Welterweight. All right. Yeah, I can Pacquiao's see Pacquiao's the money fight and it makes sense because yeah, WBA. Pa- yeah, but Pacquiao's fighting Mayweather. It's, is he fuck? He is. No, I am banning talk of Mayweather too. I'm banning it. It's happening. May Pack 2 September. is banned from it's this show. It's, it's not happening in September. It is happening in September. It's done. Fuck off. The deal's done, mate. On PlayStation, maybe. Mate. Never happening. Do you want to bet? It's not happening. How much do you want to put down? Um, How much do you want to put down that them two will go again? I'll bet you 50 quid it doesn't happen. 50 English pounds. Sterling. That it doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Right, okay. This year. No, that's not what you said. <laughs> That's not you what you said. You can't just have the bet running for eternity. I, yeah, can. Until until they decide to call it a day. So when the man announces his retirement, you owe me 50 quid. Yeah, but he can come back out of retirement. Floyd's retired at this moment in time, isn't he? Yeah? We need to, you can't when just they have, both die... You can't just have a bet that runs when, forever. Of course you can. Let's put a 12-monther on it. No. Let's put 12 months. So in 12 months' time... No, because it might be May next year. All right, 18 months then. I'll give you 18 months. If it doesn't happen in the next 18 months, Manny will be 48. And Floyd will be about 62. That doesn't mean it won't happen. That's mm. the problem. Until, all right. We'll call it when Manny becomes president. <laughs> right? Because <laughs> he won't come back then. No. That'll be done. Okay. All right. I, listen, I'm just letting my heart ruin my head at the moment. I am imploring the world not to let you this happen. You know it's happening. Don't Why talk, would you just chuck 50 quid away? Don't talk about it. Don't give it any kind of semblance of attention because the more fans talk about it, yeah. the more... Media and whatever. The more we talk about May Pack Two, yeah, it's gonna fucking happen. Yeah, so let's not talk about it, and we won't have to su- put ourselves through it. Do you not want to come? The first fight was bad enough. Do you not want to go? Do you not want to come over there? We'll have a bit of a do in Vegas. Well, now I do. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you can give me that fifty quid when we're out there. <laughs> uh, Jaime Mungi is also in action this weekend. He's taking on uh, Takeshi Inoue. Wait, 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 wait! Before we skip over, I wanna because when I picked out um, the dream. As my prospect of the year, my one to watch. He was in attendance at weekend, weren't yeah, he? The dream. He was, man. Giving it the big in. Exactly. Mm. Um, the guy the guy who's fighting on the Keith Thurman under, in the card, um, Nyambara, he was on my shortlist as well. And I just wanted a name check. And the kid's uh, fighting for a version of a featherweight world title, let's say. The NABA. No, it's the IBO. It, it, it's the IBO. Is it? Uh, so we won't give it any credence. Cre- okay. uh, right. Nyan Barian, he, uh, he won silver at the Olymp- London Olympics and um, he's presently 12-0. What no, is he? 10-0, sorry. What is he? He's a featherweight, Mongolian featherweight. Hmm. Um, he's 10-0? 
I'm in 10 and 0 against yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> he's 10 and 0. He's fighting for the IBO belt this weekend, and uh, he looks absolutely fucking sensational. His knockout run is just unreal. Based in America, obviously, as you might uh, might. Uh, you might imagine, um, <clears throat> but uh, the kid looks like he's got all the tools to get it done, man. Mm. And uh, really impressed with him. The ultimate, ultimate nickname as well, King Tug. Love that. Boom! Love that. King Tug, baby. So yeah, if you're tuning in to uh, mm. to watch the main man Keith Thurman's big comeback this weekend, it is on. Have we got British TV for it? Have we got British TV? Yes, we do have British TV. Yes. Is it? Have we got TV for this show? Is it on Box Nation or... It might it? be a Box Nation one, yeah. Fuck, I hope so. I hope we've got... We can't not have Thurman on TV live, surely. Anyway, uh, tune into it. King Tug fighting for the IBO King belt. Tug. King Tug. King <laughs> Tug. That's uh, why he was going to put him in as his one to watch this year. That, it's basically based on the fact that he's got nine knockouts and ten straight wins. He yeah. is legit. Um, he's one of them horrible, tricky, bigot and southpaws that likes to win fights standing in orthodox. No, just the audible bastard that you don't know what to prepare for. And he just cleans it out. So keep an eye out for King Tug. Mungi is also in action this weekend. Um, A man that shot to firm, obviously beating uh, a few people last year, most uh, from our point of view, uh, Liam Smith. Liam Smith, as we've uh, spoken to recently, wants that knock again. Uh, now that he's signed for Matchroom, he genuinely believes that will happen because Mungir is obviously a DAZN uh, Matchroom USA fighter. Listen, Mungir's proper. I like him, but he is wide open. He isn't the finished article as of yet. He is a young kid uh, and he is beatable. So it'd be interesting to see if they can make that rematch. Yeah. Um, from my point of view in this division domestically, Red Hot at this moment in time, because I know we've mentioned Kel's name a couple of times at 154. Liam Smith's obviously there. I know that he's got a knock against Sam Eggington. At the weekend, I was spending a little bit of time with Ted Cheeseman. He's got a fight coming up. Thank you very much, uh, Anthony Fowler, who uh, I just decided to play a little bit of Silly Beggars on Saturday night. Ted Cheeseman went in the studio with us, and I decided to ring Anthony Fowler live on air. Say, mm-hmm. here, mate, I've got Ted Cheeseman here. Do you fancy a bit of a chinwag? They were very, very... Um, not cautious, but they were very uh, complimentary of each other. And I'm thinking, Ant, that's not like you. Come on, call him a shit house. What's the matter with you? Um, but you would imagine that if Anthony Fowler can come through his Scott Fitzgerald fight, um, which is happening at the... Uh, it's not called the Echo anymore around here, is it? What's it called? M&S or something? The M&S Bank Arena, that's called now, yeah. Is it? Yeah. Fucking yeah. hell. Sold your yeah. souls, you lot, aren't you? I don't know. Um, but that's happening in March. And if he can come through that fight, you would think that the winner of that would face Ted Cheeseman, yeah? Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, is it Cheeseman this weekend? Or is it the weekend Feb after? 2nd yeah, two at weeks. the O2, yeah, for the European title against Sergio Garcia. Yeah. Uh, I think there's a press conference in Liverpool this week with Fowler and stuff to announce that Fitzgerald card and Liam Smith. So uh, I'm looking forward to that, Bill. But, um, yeah, man, let's do it. It's all going to play out. Listen, my, my, I told you now, my prospect of the year is Anthony Fowler for a reason. Hmm. The kid's going to end the year as British, Commonwealth and European champion. Wait and see. And keep your super Ted Cheeseman. Oh, did you see that cheesy video Matchroom put out? Yeah. Sorry, this is not the Matchroom beat-up show, but come on. You're having a go today, aren't you? Um, I don't know why. I fucking, I've got nothing against the lads at Matchroom. I love them to bits. But that video where Eddie's going, oh, we need a superhero. I know a man. <laughs> I know a man. It's Cheeseman. Fucking hell. What you doing? Listen, I know it was tongue-in-cheek and all that, but I'm like, come on. I think, I think producers from CBBS really working for fucking Matchroom now. Mm. It, it was that bad. It reminded me of a guy who used to work for uh, a PR guy. I love him to bits. He used to work with Frank Warren called Richard Maynard. He works for himself now, Richard. He's got his own PR firm and he's ace. He's a fight disciple. We love him. Uh, he does some work for the UFC. He does some work with DeGale, David Hay and whatever else. But he uh, 
when he was uh, Frank Warren's head PR man, um, he used to come to Liverpool and he'd dress like the Smith brothers all up as the Beatles and get them walking down Matthew Street and all this kind of stuff. He was fucking ace. The fighters were terrified every time there was a photo shoot because Richard had come up with something bonkers. And that video just reminded me of something that Richard Maynard might do. Funny, but cheesy as hell. It's mm. game Eddie though, isn't he? To be fair, like he is game Eddie. He'll he fucking lo- do mate, anything. Won't he? he loves, he loves it. the limelight. He loves it. I, you know what? Do you know what I'm waiting for? It hasn't happened yet, but it's it surprised me it hasn't. He's going to jungle, Eddie, isn't he? He's fucking gonna go to jungle oh my, one day. Oh my I guarantee God. at one point in the next ten years, we see Eddie Ian eating a kangaroo scrotum <laughs> on live TV. I'm telling you now it's gonna happen. He loves it. He loves the limelight, does Eddie? Come on. It's gonna happen. There's my prediction. In his roll neck. He'll have his roll neck. In his roll neck in the in the jungle, yeah. Absolutely. Fucking brilliant. Make sure you subscribe to us. Thank you very much for listening. You can get us on iTunes. Wait, whoa, whoa, Disciples. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let me finish the bit. Don't interrupt. You can jump in in a minute. All right? Yep. You can get the Android feed on our website, fightdisciples.com. Before we go, Nick's got something to say. Thanks again to our partners, William Hill, for all your best betting odds. In Not be beat. What, what's the term we have to they say? They won't be beaten in round betting. See, this is why you do it every week. Why do you leave it to me for? Because you want to do it. It's your bet. So anyone, You're the one that's bloody chipping in. Anyone that followed last week's bet. So, you know, just if you're coming in late, where have you been? Um, over the course of this toll of year 2019, um, I deposited £10 into a William Hill account. And over the course of the year, I'm going to steadily just be betting over the year to see if I can build it up and see what we've got at the end of the year. And if there's a nice little pot there, we'll go, we're going to give we're it away go to charity. We're going to go to Mayweather Pacquiao. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're going to go to Pack 12. Um, last week, uh, not too successful in the boxing ring. Well, I had two bets in the boxing ring and I had two bets over in the UFC. Uh, check, listen to our UFC show for an update on those bets. But listen, we clean, we, we clean the fuck up. They all came in. But in boxing... Uh, as we said earlier, Andre let us down massively, but also on last week's show, I said that get on Manny Pacquiao to win on points. Obviously, he did win on points. Yeah. Uh, we doubled our money there with a £5 stake, uh, so that returned £10.20. So we are in the money. Off the back of that, do you know what I did at the weekend? Pacquiao points. Sahudo first round victory. Did you, yeah? Double. Shit. Thank you very much. That's a payer. Thank you very much, ladies That's and gentlemen. That's a payer. So, anyway. I, I want to give me bets for this week. Can all right. You, can you get your oh, William yeah. out, please? You, know, yeah. I wanna, I wanna... you want me to get you some odds, do you? Yes, please. All right, okay. So, <clears throat> I'm looking at a little a little accumulator here, and it's another it's another knockout accumulator. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I want to just check the odds first, because, uh, you know, I think the odds might be a bit shit. Well, hang on a minute. Don't don't work it like that. You just go off what you think. That's the best way of doing it. What do you think is going to happen? And what fights are you picking this weekend? I want I want a Thurman Mungia um, knockout double, stoppage double. <sighs> Bloody hell! Right. Uh... What are the odds on Thurman winning by stoppage, and what are the odds on Mungia winning by stoppage? And let's do an accumulator. Not that good, mate. No, I didn't think so. No, even less than even. <laughs> what's what's King Tug? Are they both less than evens for a knockout? Well, ju- just for the victory, Jaime Mungia is 50-1 to one on, uh, as is Keith Thurman. 50-1 to one on? Jesus Christ. Nyambar, yeah. to win, yeah. is 4-1 to one on. To win? Yeah. It's not 50-1, to one, though, is it? What's him to win by stoppage, then? I haven't got it. They haven't uh, posted it as of yet. They've just posted the odds for victory. Uh, well, listen, I might not put a bet on the, the odds. <laughs> well, the odds are shit. The odds are shit. There's no one doing it. But if I was going to do a bet, yeah. I might have a little look closer to Saturday. If you, if Can you... I just point out, right, what you're doing there is picking victories and picking knockout victories. 
William Hill will not be beaten in round. All in right? round betting. In round. So if you're going to pick a round, okay. go on, son. You reckon there's going to be stoppage victories there. Pick a round. Left, right and centre, yeah. Right, go on then. So I'm going to go for King Tug. So you're going to go for Nyan Bar to beat Marrero yeah. in what round? Round four. Right. I ain't got the odds for it, but carry on. I'm yeah. sure they'll post it later on this week. It won't be beaten. William Hill will not be beaten on that. Go I'm going to go for Keith Thurman, knockout in the ninth. Oh, a bit longer. And I'm going to go for uh, Heyman Mungia, knockout in six. There you go. So that's what I'm going to go for. You'll get some good odds on that. Four, six, and nine. Yeah, you'll get 10, 16s, uh, 20, something like that. Yeah, I might do that as a. I might do them as individuals. I doubt I'll do them as all as accumulator, but I'll probably stick that up. William Hill will not be beaten in in-round betting. Well done, son. You can do the commercial reads from now on. Uh, make sure you subscribe. We'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.